Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Uh, right, okay. Um, let's, let's first of all, let's just check that this is working. Uh, not so good with technology. Are we recording? Right, okay. Um, right, hello. Um, this is for Andrew. Uh, this is Boris Johnson here, uh, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Um, and a question for you, uh, Andrew, is could you please um, tell me uh, who you would like to sell uh, in the next uh, transfer window? Right, okay. Um, good work. Good work, everyone. Okay, right. Bye-bye. Right, goodbye. Hello, this is Andrew. Well, thanks, Boris. Now, your question is going to be answered in this special episode. It's going to come in two parts because the show we had yesterday, which was fantastic, I believe, was far too long to put out as one podcast. So this is part one. Part two will be following very shortly. And we're going to be carrying on with the show next week, finishing up with the rest of the squad and tackling a few other issues as well so more of this to come so hopefully you'll enjoy it as much as i did with the guests that we had on so enjoy boxes each box not corresponding with the squad number is going to contain a player and an offer amount and each person on the panel is going to get to choose one box at a time they will then have the opportunity to choose one of the other panel members to ask their thoughts on that player so that when they ask their thoughts on that player the person they ask isn't going to be able to tell them whether it's a deal or no deal. Yep, that is purely down to the person that opens the box. Okay. Are we all clear? Now, answer. You are from Dial Square to where Virgin, shall we say. So, give the uh, viewers a bit of a uh, background of yourself, how they can find you on social media, etc. Yeah, basically, uh, I've got my Twitter handle and... Fantastic. Excellent. I highly recommend that. Now all the rest I think you're all familiar with, all firm family favourites, the housewife favourites, shall I say. Stan the man. How are you? I'm going well, Andrew, and I'm actually really looking forward to this because I have to say I've been really enjoying the Mental Island discs. Yeah. And, and now you've come up with another format, so what we'll do next week, Scrap It Lucky, maybe? Maybe, yeah, actually, no, top, yeah, top, middle or bottom, that'd be quite good, wouldn't it? Anyway, Chappers, how are you? I'm not too bad, thanks, mate, I've been wilting in the heat this afternoon, uh, and uh, yeah, I think I need a drink break now as well, yeah, to be honest with you. <laughs> I've already, well, as, as, as is per tradition, this week's... This week's uh, drink of choice is a strawberry and lime cider, so I should probably be getting through a few of those during the programme. And Rohan, how are you? I'm good, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, excited about this. Like like Sam said, you, know, you had one classic with the Mesut Island discs, and this is another classic show that's, that's going on. I'm happy <laughs> to be the first one, the, oh, the lab rat. 
Well, unfortunately, <laughs> this can't really, unless we do like, like different squads of different teams, they ain't going to be going on for that long, really, because there's not that many squad members we've got to go through. But I can get different people's opinions on it, maybe. Right. Anyway, we're going to just go through the first box, and I'm going to go around clockwise. So, answer. If you could be a number from 1 to 20, please. 10. Okay, what we got? Right, I've opened the three theoretical box. Now, inside box number 10, we've got Alexandra Lacazette. And <laughs> the offer that I've got on the table for Lacazette for you, Answer, is £18 million. Deal or no deal? And remember, you can ask one other panel member for their thoughts, should you wish. Um, Roman, what do you think? Do you think you're going to Me? Me? Uh, oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. I'll you no, it was for me. Yeah, so, uh, like Lacazette, uh, he's great, but, uh, you know, want to get Aubameyang through the middle, and they've got to get some cash, etc., for party assets and, and these other guys. So, is he a bench player? Is he not? Uh, you know, who knows? So, yeah, that's my opinion. I can't persuade him, right? So I'm just trying to keep it as neutral as possible. Yeah, yeah, you can't persuade him yet. It's down to answer this one. Big decision, 18 million quid in the current climate. Now, bearing in mind, he was the player of the year last season for Arsenal. Um, it's up to you. Would you deal or no deal? I will deal. Deal for 18 million quid. <laughs> Big decision, wow. Okay, now that is going to go in the kitty. Okay, maybe at the end of the the, uh, the show we can actually add up the kitty, see what that will give us. Right, deal. Blimey, that's a big big one to start off with, I reckon. Uh, 18 million for Lacazette. He's gone. You've no longer got him on the squad list. So, Stan, what is your number? Hmm, between 1 and 20, I will go for number 8. Number 8. This is going to be an interesting one as well, actually. Number eight. Inside number eight, we have got a lot of people's thoughts who should be, potentially, the new captain, Hector Bellerin. Okay. Now, the offer on the table for Hector Bellerin, £17 million. Pounds. Would you deal or no deal? So I've got to choose now somebody from the panel who's going to give you can me something do. You, you don't have to, but you can do. Okay, I think I know what I want to do, but I'd like to get another opinion. So um, I'd like to hear what Chappers has got to say regarding Mr. Bellerin. You've got mute, Chappers. Can you hear us all right? <laughs> can you hear me all right? Now I can. Yeah, I can hear you now. I, yeah, I can hear you all right. Uh, well, Bellerin, I mean, he, he really embodies, you know, that idea of the Arsenal. And I think it's certainly uh, um, a very, like a fun choice to keep him. But, you know, uh, if you're going to be pragmatic. So what was the fee again? 17 million. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, can hear you, Yeah, the 17 million. So, yeah, I mean, it all depends on uh, uh, whether you want to kind of... Yeah, right. Okay, I think there's a big lag going on here, but that's okay. Um, do, you, uh, do you want to drop out yeah, and I come think, straight uh, back you know, on again, Chappers? Whether or not you want to go with... Uh, <coughs> your thing. Can you drop out, drop out the stream, drop and come back in? Do you want to ask someone else, Stan? I'll let you have another sure. opportunity. Sure, let's on that one. go to answer. Tell me about Hector. Well, the closing cost of Hector, I mean, um, he is a very versatile player, but he has a score to see the range of a one-pitching player. But um, he can be a reasonable addition in regards to a perspective. 
Now, I don't know whether you're, um, anyone else is getting the same issue, but Ansel, I've got a bit of an issue with your audio as well, I'm afraid, at the moment. So I don't know whether you've got... I Ansel's response there was a bit kind of um, uh, distorted a little bit. Yeah. You, let's go for Rowan. Just let's uh, give, give Stan your thoughts, Rowan, on what you Is would do. Well, what your, what your, not actually, not what you would do, what your thoughts are on... For me, uh, it's that uh, Hector Bellerin, if we can get of old, you know, when he had broken into the Arsenal team, he was an exciting player. And if you remember, you know, we weren't willing to sell him to Barcelona for 40 million. And he's had a couple of bad seasons. There was a bit of a re revival. And then he's had the ACL injury. So, you know, it's a difficult one because we don't know what we are getting in place. But, uh, you know, it's really time to choose whether Hector can become what we thought he would become or has he plateaued and does he have the hunger really to actually succeed? Interesting stuff. Right. I'm going to have to push you for an answer now then. Well, Hector Bellerin, 17 million quid, deal well, or no deal? I already knew my answer. In fact, before I got, I listened to what the lads had to say. And for me, it's no deal, I'm afraid. And I'll just say why. I've always felt that if Hector can have good competition around him to push him for his place, and he's aware that he's not going to be on the team every week as an automatic uh, starter, I feel that we will get more out of him. And when he's in those situations with somebody uh, chasing for his place, he raises his game. So for me, no deal. No, I can't. I understand that myself. But do you know what? I, what I would do, and this is—I I can say it now, obviously after what you've said and you've given your answer. Uh, I would keep him when you've got to take into account the amount of the office here, and the current climate, and whether now would be the right time to sell. It's like, would you sell your house at the bottom of the tra of the housing market? You know, you, I think personally with Hector, he needs more time to get his place back after this injury he hasn't had long now hasn't had many games really and give him another at least another season because hopefully if you decide to sell him then then the, the market will have picked up significantly as well so you get more more like his actual market value because let's face it he's still only 25 so yeah I, i'll definitely keep him at the moment i don't think it'd be worth selling him for 17 million quid I'd also add, not only would I be keeping him, but I'd also be giving him a captain's armband as well. Mm. Do you know what? For me, it's a toss-up between him and um, uh, Tierney. I think Tierney would be better on the pitch. I think Bellerin better off the pitch, personally. Um, but Tierney on the pitch, I think he's a battler, he's a warrior. He's um, He would be the first person to get into someone's face if they did what they did to Leno the other day, I think. You know, and he's a bit more of a shouter on the pitch as well than Bellerin. I think Bellerin's quite quiet on the pitch. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a great role model for the club and uh, you know, represents the club brilliantly, doesn't he, off the pitch, Bellerin. So, uh, yeah, he's a good shot. He's wanted that Tierney. We've still got a real problem with your audio, actually, Anne, so I don't know whether it's... Uh, I can hear you, but it's very, very muffled. So I don't know what's going on. But it's up to you whether you want to drop out and come back on again straight away, and so it's either it's up to you. Maybe it might improve. Anyway, whilst you're giving that answer, we've got Ryan on there as well. How are you doing, Ryan? Yeah, not too. Yeah, not too bad. A bit moist, I would say, but I'm living. I'm surviving. Yeah. <laughs> In, in different circumstances, you know, the word moist is a, <laughs> yeah, that's a, a different bit more of a turn on, but not coming from you, Ryan, I'm sorry, but you know, nothing against you at all. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, though, if you've got your new laptop and everything, your, your audio is bang on now, you know, I can hear you perfectly now, but it's always been quite quiet in the past, so yeah. Yeah, I don't, never got that, but yeah, thank God, that's, that's a positive, people can hear me now. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, well, you can do, you'll get the gist as we're moving on uh, as to what the, the rules and regulations are, but 
it's Rowan's turn now. So we've had two boxes out of 20 gone. What's your number that you choose, Rowan? It's gonna be one. Number one. Ooh, interesting one for me, this is actually. Number one. In box number one, we have Joe Willock. Ooh. And the offer on the table for Joe Willock is 12 million pounds. Very okay. promising young English player. Mm -hmm. Now, would you like to choose one of the panel to have a quick discussion with? Yeah, I think I'll ask Ryan for his opinion on Willock. Well, well, you're not allowed to give him any answers to what you would do, Ryan, but you can give him your opinions on the player. Potential, huge potential. Coach, coach right, massive potential for this club. Could be going forward a massive part of part of the squad. This is something we haven't had for so long. So much. Um, talent coming through our system that we can say they could they could walk in not walk in so to speak but play in the start stop play in the start 11 and it, it would they wouldn't seem out of place it's sort of a duck to, duck to water sort of situation and he again like other young players he excites me i can't say i can't give my answer because give way too much give away my answer but yeah it's a fantastic, potentially a fantastic player on our hands here. If coached right, which under Arteta could happen. So, yeah. So, I, I, I think I, I sort of agree with with Ryan. You know, the the idea is that see, he's not good enough for the Arsenal first team as of now. But that doesn't mean that he can't be good enough for the Arsenal team maybe in another season and you know the only reason why i'm thinking about that because when you said 18 million for lacazette and 17 million i thought you were going to give me a two three million for billet that's that's the market rate that i would think exactly 12 million sort of throws you off because exactly, you feel like 12 million is, mm. is is good money actually and uh, but what i would do is no deal uh, probably send him on loan next season and then again try next season whether he's gonna ever fit into the squad or, or we need to sell but no no deal no permanent deal for now cool okay anyone got, got any opinions on that I, I, I agree personally I, I think I can see a lot in and I'm really excited to see what the future brings for him personally personally I would have done the deal Fair enough. <laughs> what would you have done, Anta? I agree. Because uh, Billy agree with who, or? I agree with the stand, actually, because uh, okay. <coughs> no offense to Rowan, because he's no, not at all. This is it's all about opinions. Because uh Willick has been quite sloppy for me ever since he started on the midfield. And um of course, he's got the energy. Of course, he's a youngster, and I can't, I can't blame him because he's doing it because of his age. But every time he seems to slot in the midfield, he doesn't do that sort of job that is that's required. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah, I, I just think he's. Um, don't forget, this, this is his. Well, for most of the youngsters, really, this is the breakthrough. It's supposed to have been the breakthrough season, first season in the first team, and look at what it, look what's happened to the season. It's been a nightmare, and none of them have had a run yet. So I don't think we can give um, a definitive answer whether they're going to make it or not. And that's the only thing for me, and I'd hate to see him really blossom somewhere else without having the opportunity. One thing that he has got, because he's very raw, and he, make, he does make mistakes, and I completely understand that, but one thing he's got, which is very, very hard to teach, if he can do that at all, is that ability to be in the right place at the right time in the box, just following up with the strikers. And he, he does that very regularly. And that's something to build on for me. I've got, I, we haven't got anyone else at the moment that's, uh, that's doing that very regularly. So, my take on if I may. I was particularly, particularly with the um, Man City game. And I was quite interested to watch, to watch Willock. And for me, he looked like a rabbit in headlights. Everything looked 
far too big for him. The, goal, the whole game was just moving around him. And I just thought to myself, if he's this much overawed in an empty stadium, God help him when he goes plays in front of crowds. Well, see, again, though, that could be the, the thing that affected him, being in an empty stadium. I mean, we don't know. How many appearances has he actually had yet? Maybe 30? <coughs> I mean, it's, it's nothing, is it, really? Well, he's, he's used to playing in an empty stadium. He's under 23 level. I mean, they don't get very busy. Okay. So he's used, he's used to it. He's you know, and I would have thought that an empty stadium, there's no pressure on him. He can just go out there and enjoy his game with freedom. He doesn't have to worry about if he makes a wrong pass, is he going to get the crowd on his back, you know? If he, if he does something wrong, is he going to get the crowd on his back? And I would have thought that people like him, Willock, sorry, him um, and Ketia Nelson, this would have been an ideal opportunity for them to state their claim because of that environment. And I don't think any of them have done it, not one of them. I don't know whether you've, I mean, this is only, it's, I've totally accepted everything you've just said, but I just still think that there's something holding you back from doing anything like this, getting rid of him, because of the fact that it's just so, it's, I don't know how you can judge anyone on this season, starting it the way you did with, with Emery. And then, I mean, that game you're talking about then, City, he only kicked a ball for in, a, in a match for over 100 pounds, was it? I don't see what difference that makes. I don't see what difference that makes that he's had to kick the ball in three months. He's a professional footballer, they've still been in contact with the club. I've been under more of a lockdown than they have, and I, haven't, I didn't see anyone for my three months, you know. If anything, yeah, you were playing against the Guerrero and, uh, and the De Bruyne. And well, Guerrero wasn't playing, was he? But I mean, you know, Willock's had, we, we had an opportunity here to, to, you know, bond with his manager. And, um, you know, I've got, I don't really have that much positive things to say about hardly any of our players at the moment. So, you know. No, that's fair enough. I mean, it's just understandable, isn't it? You know, it's just, it hasn't gone well since <laughs> the restart completely. You know, and, uh, and this is all about opinion. So that's what, that's yeah. what I enjoy no, about I, it. I, the debate. I, I think that he he had a bad game against City, but then he played at Anfield away in that 5-5 draw, Perfect. and yeah. he scored a banger in there, so, Incredible you know. Goal. And that I, was a full I, Anfield, wasn't it? It was a full Anfield. Exactly, goal. it was a full Anfield. And, uh, you know, the I, I like his positioning in midfield sometimes, you know, he has that half turn in him where he lets the ball run across his body and sort of gets on it. You know, that, that's a skill. And that mm. awareness that he has, but he's a youngster. He will put wrong passes, he will choose the wrong option, you know, but the reality will come whether he's picking the right option consistently or not. And that yeah. will come with match time again and again, right? Exactly, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, and he might not make it, but I, I would hate to make a hasty decision in his first season with the club, really. Um, I think he's got something um, that he can build on, but uh, time will tell. So it's your choice now, chappers. Um, we've got three boxes opened, number one, number ten, number eight. So which one will you go for? So we've had two no deals and one deal so far, which is uh, interesting. Uh, I'll go for number 17, please. Number 17, right, that is... Ooh, see, it might be an obvious one when I say the name, but it's all to do with the amount and everything like that, isn't it, as well? Number 17, out pops Skodra Mustafi. <laughs> the the offer on the table is... <laughs> the offer on the table is £9 million. So you've got to take into account, obviously, how he's been playing under Arteta, but obviously, the, you know, for the term that he's been with the club and any amount you paid, the amount you offer. So what would you do and who would you like to get some advice from on that or thoughts from? Right. Well, I mean, he, you know, he's got some excellent, he's got an excellent sunglasses collection. <laughs> and, you know, the hair's ever-changing. It's, you know, I'm trying to pull out the positives here, boys. Um, uh... No, he, you're right, you're right, Andrew. He, he has been playing well, but I think I need to seek a little bit of advice. So I'm going to ask... Uh, I'm going to ask Rohan, please. Yeah. So I think he's one of the three senior defenders that we have at the club right now, right? Louise, Mustafi, and 
faculties. You know, that's the state of our club right now. Mm. I think we also <laughs> need to take into consideration that we've signed Murray now on a four-year deal. Saliba is coming in. Uh, you know, with Mustafi, all I can say is that, you know, I'd like to remember him for that 22-game unbeaten run, but he can smash any run to pieces because he has that one mistake in him every game, exactly. which he's going to do in the penalty box. So, it's your choice, man. <laughs> well, you know, Mustafi's going to Mustafi, isn't he? Always. Um, uh, what was he? Thirty-four million when we bought him. Um, yeah. You know, and, and and sort of hailed as an as an elite defender. Uh, and he, you know, he, I think he did all right for a bit, didn't he? And but I don't know. It's just the mistakes, the mistakes, the mistakes. We've got to recruit, recoup some of the money. Me. So yes, yeah, seven million sold. He sold for seven million. Blimey, it was. Uh, the offer was uh, did you get that nine, last so you know that's not a great <laughs> sign, is it? But yeah, what did you say? Nine. Nine million. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll take that then. I, to yeah, be honest, mate, I'll take that's, a rusty old gun, old bag of beans. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be yeah. No, right. yeah, mean, man. Uh, don't turn me into don't turn me into that into that into that room. So deal for seven, even though it's a nine offer. So that's incredible. <laughs> but no, I mean he's there. Seven uh, million, yeah, I'll take it. That's what you call outsmarting the market. <laughs> <laughs> that's like. Uh, <laughs> Yes, the I can't remember his name. It does the impressions of all the footballers and the football managers and everything. But oh, the It's yeah. so good, so good. And he, he does the Wayne Rooney one. He says contract negotiations and they offer him like 200,000. He goes, no, no, I don't want to do that. I want 100. <laughs> a similar thing. <laughs> but no, I mean, to be fair, he's one of the players where if you get any money at all, I think it's, um, it's quite good in this current climate. We've got to get rid of this, I don't know, this, this old guard that we've got. I know he ain't been here that long, but we've got to get rid of this sort of people that are just used to playing losing. and losing teams. We've got to change it is, it, is a, it is crucial to reshaping the team, isn't it? You know, yeah. uh, you, there yeah. is, as you say, there are just certain players that need to go and get out of there in order for the team to kind of regroup and reshape and restructure, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm not actually going to get a picture of this, but I actually like my stuff. It seems so well prepared and well done. This is kind of, yeah, I've, you know, the mistakes he's made is most absolutely awful. I yeah. think all of us have uh, maybe the supposed coaches who are, you know, everywhere. They wouldn't make a mistake like that, per se, in, in a game, but he does it like two or three times. Mm. And your heart's in your mouth all the time. Yeah, that's right. If you partner, if you partner him with someone experienced like, um, well, if you partner him with someone who's actually going to win, then he's going to follow suit. If if his partner makes a mistake, I think his mind will go. He's going to make a mistake as well. We'll start to change direction. Yeah, I, I think if you put. Um, the world's best central defender next to him, he's still going to drag that person down with him. <laughs> the problem is, like, he, like the goalkeeper playing behind him, he's not going to have any confidence in the in him, uh, in front, you know. And it's going to be the same for the defender playing next to him. He's going to always be worried about what this clown's going to do next to him. And I, I'm sorry, but I'll never forgive the guy for that running last season. You know, for that <laughs> mistakes he made. If it wasn't um, for those, we would be in the Champions League this year. And um, I mean, for what it would have been worth, obviously. But you know, just the fact that we would have sneaked in there would have given the whole club. It's just a nightmare. I, I, I think he's always uh, yeah, we, more than a, a minute away from making a horrendous error, like he did against Chelsea earlier in the season. It's just ridiculous. Mm. And, uh, no matter how many good games he has now, great assist for Martinelli, though. Let's you know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We got one point. We got one point. Mustafi cost us two points. So that assist for me, it doesn't matter. You know, if 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 he hadn't done that, 
that assist would have been fantastic because then we would have had three points. Yeah. Yes, yeah, quite no. right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would just taken five million, being perfectly honest with you, at least give, it, uh, give him away just to get his wages off the books and get him out of the yeah. So, I, would yeah, take, I, I would take a Kit Kat and a packet of Monster Munch right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe even chucking an iron brew as well. I'll drive him around myself. Um, <laughs> right, Ryan, it's your go. What number would you like? It's 1 to 20, but we've, we've had 17, 8, 10, and 1. 19. Oh, this is an interesting one. This is a really interesting one. Inbox 19 is Gabrielle Martinelli. <laughs> okay, go on. And the offer on the table from one of the European giants is £40 million. Pounds. £40 million. Pounds. £40 million, okay. So, deal or no deal? Who would you like to speak to out of the panel just to get their thoughts? Uh. Chappers. Hi. Hi. 40 million for Martinelli. Um, 40, yeah, 4 0. Uh, yeah, 4 0. Okay. Um, to be honest with you, I mean, he's got quite a few years left on, the, on his old contract, hasn't he? And, mm. you know, I, 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 when I thought about this earlier, I, there were just three words that came into my head, and that was just keep, keep, keep. So. Mm. But that's just my opinion, you know. I'm sure a lot of other people have different opinions, but uh, yeah, he's, he's only just arrived, hasn't he? And, and uh, he, you know, he's clearly got something really, really special. And I think Arteta's the right manager to develop him. Um, so that's my thoughts. Pretty much the same answer. Young, raw talent, slumps of Brazil. This time, or this time last year, he just arrived. We weren't expecting anything special. He's provided some special moments, and he has that that rawness about him that you can see. He, he's that mentality of a, he wants to win every game. He wants to learn from his mistakes. And there was a um, just before the last the last week, there was an interview that came out where he said. Him and Arteta throughout the lockdown have been back and forth having chats. And then one particular game, he said, Arteta went to him and said, go back and look at watch this game completely from when you played against Olympiacos. You come back to me and I'm going to ask you what you saw, the, the good and the bad and the ugly and this, that and the other, and what, and what you can improve on. And he, he liked that because he wants to push himself. He wants to improve. He knows he makes mistakes. He's not perfect. And I think as he's, as Chappell said, under Arteta, the right, that sort of coach, he can become what, the, what we're seeing. The potential is so there, and I, I can't. There's no way I could. Say, there's no way I'll say it. Be a no deal for me because we're, we're saying we want a winning mentality in this squad, and yet an 18-year-old has come in, showing glimpses of, glimpses of that and his attitude and how he plays, and what we're going to throw him away after a year. That is, that that would be mind-boggling. I, I, I mean, so I take it it's no deal. Yeah, definitely no deal. Hell no deal. I, I mean, gosh, it's so hard to do this in my position. I just want to jump in all the time. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't sell him for 150 million, 200 million. I want it, we should no. build around that kid for the next 10 years, mm. as far as I'm concerned. It's like I mean, I know that I've said a couple of um, uh, negative things about some of the names that have been mentioned, but when it comes to this young man, I, I'm telling you now, there was a period of time. Well, I was seriously considering dumping my missus for Martinelli. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I well, I want to, I've told you, I've told everyone before, I want to adopt him. I want to sit him on my lap and give him a cuddle. <laughs> you know, I want to read him his bedtime stories, and even when he's 25, you know, I don't care. You know, I just want to adopt the lad. You know. I mean, if you had a daughter and she came home with Martinelli, how pleased would you be? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd give... I'd do anything for that lad. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, his attitude is incredible. And I was really relieved to find out, you know, not relieved to find out, it's a stupid way of putting it, but when he wasn't picked for the first two games and, you know, and it came out about the uh, three people 
having to be isolated for for, for a few for a week because of COVID. Mm. Um, and then obviously, you know, brings put a bit of um, relief in my mind, thinking that that's possibly why he hasn't been playing. And then uh, devastation isn't the word really, but he, he could be out for months now um, mm. with this injury. That's a nightmare. But yeah, either way, he has got to be the future of the club, you know. And um, if we sold him. I'd be literally the first one down there organising all the open march to the Emirates with lit torches and they've just gone burn the fuckers out of the building. You know, <laughs> they didn't deserve anything less, would they? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad you came to that decision pretty easily anyway because that's 100% that, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, that's really you can actually see his mortality when he's on the pitch. It's yeah. It's his mortality is horrible. He wants to win every challenge he can do. He yeah. wants to go for every time. Yeah. And um, yesterday, I think um, people were talking about Kudusi, uh, I think. Kudusi, yeah. And they say that, you know, we need this sort of passion. I think we need that more than any sort of passion because he actually tells you that that is also important. He's playing for the club. He, he, and if you, if you make a comparison to what I said about um, Joe Willock just a few moments ago, this is a completely different ball game with this young man. You know, mm. he doesn't care if the stadium's empty, full. He doesn't. You know, you're saying that oh, well, you know, the argument is about people like Willock and and Nelson. Well, the only kids give them a chance. It's their first season, you know, in the first team. This is Martinelli's first time in the country. Mm. He didn't come up to our ranks. He was playing in the lower lower leagues over in Brazil. Apparently he used to keep you up to watermelons. That's how bad it was over there, right? And now he is. He's over here in England for Arsenal, and he does. He is. He's got the maturity and the mindset of someone the age that he is. Look at someone like that, and I think that's why I very I find it difficult. He's a, he's a generational talent, literally, of my opinion. He's so young, they've never been around. You can't compare you can't to someone like him, but his attitude is absolutely incredible. He, he wants to be the best, and he like, you can see he's like role models himself on Ronaldo, and um, he wants to, he won't give up until he's there. He hates losing. You can tell he just hates losing just by the way he plays. The kid's special, and um, I'd yeah. be devastated if he's, if he's got rid of him. I, I said this earlier uh, that, uh, you know, in this whole season, which has been a depressing season, one of the worst seasons that we've seen, the two positives to come out of it were Saka and, uh, and Martinelli. You know, yeah. this was literally... And Martinelli is doing what we would expect Pepe to do, right? If Pepe was do, showing the same, uh, you know, mm. hunger and the same fight and the same game, we would be like 72 million well spent. You know, mm. the only reason why this was even this was in consideration was because we bought Martinelli for eight, and we had a chance to, you know, sell him at a 500% profit. But uh, in reality, if they knew what a talent he was going to turn out to be, if he bought him this summer, he would have cost much more than that. And he can be our Mbappe, you know, that sort of a player. Yeah. I, I mean, people think I'm, I wouldn't actually be too worried personally, and I know this will probably be an unpopular opinion with loads of people out there, and I'll get laughed off the face of the planet by some. I don't care, but if we did actually end up selling Aubameyang, for example, I've got no qualms about putting Martin, just starting Martinelli in his place, if I'm honest. Mm. I've got, I think he's ready. I don't care what how old he is. His attitude tells you that that kid is ready. And he's uh, very, very special. And I'm pretty sure that Mbappe, he's, he's been around already for two, three years at the top level himself. I, I wouldn't put him there yet, but he, his manager, Mbappe's manager, I can't remember who it was at the time, who gave him his um, debut, had no qualms putting him in the team when he was 17, 18. And look what he got repaid 10 times over, didn't he, for, for his uh, faith. So I've got no problems with putting him in there. And I wouldn't want to put anyone in his way to stunt his development either to be mm. perfectly honest and I'll be so excited to have Saka on, on the left of him and <laughs> him through the middle and you know Pepe on the right and uh, it'd just be mouthwatering for me that sort of thing I, I, I wish we could play him for the rest of the season but it's just 
fun with that, that injury. But uh, there you go. Knowing him, he'll probably have some kind of cryogenic chamber in his house already, you know, the way he is, and he'll be back playing in a week or two anyway. Right, so we're back to you, Anton, now for the next next box opening. Which number would you like? We've had 19, 1, 10, 17, and 8. I need to make 10 points. 20, did you say? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, now interesting one for me, this one. Inside box number 20, we have Mr. Robert Holding. And the offer on the table for Robbie is £12 million. This, uh, I think this would probably be so divisive across the whole fan base. Who would, who would you like to talk to about it? Ryan. Oh, me. Okay. Um, again, <laughs> again, huge potential with this upholding. He's been very unlucky in the last year or so, I'd say, especially with the ACL and then coming back from that and then getting another injury. <laughs> it does seem he's lost a bit of pace, but if, he, if he's to fit into Arteta's plans, so be it. If if not, then you've got to cut your loss, sort of thing, so to speak. It's it's a hard one because it, there's there's a, good, there's a good player there. It's just injuries now. We don't. Uh, he's had that bad of injury, as I said, and then he got back and he got another injury, and he got came back and you know, in the, during the lockdown he got another injury, and he was right into the rustiness of. The Brentford game, and it's just—it's a hard one for me to decide either way, keep keep or sell personally. So I'm thankful I didn't pick number twenty. Deal or no deal, then answer twelve million pounds for Rob Holding. Just talk, have a, have a, uh, what are your thoughts? Think out loud. See, he's a, a good ball-playing centre-back, at least that's what it shows. Uh, but it hasn't been the same since he's come back from injury. So, maybe. Uh, that warms my heart. I, I, I agree, but I know that a lot of other people would be completely the opposite. Yeah, I, I think he needs a chance. I, I think we're going to bite the bullet, take we just accept the fact that he's, he's going to make it. He's going to be rusty for you know maybe you know next ten games or something. But I, I said it. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. I said I'm playing for the rest of the season, and the way things have worked out with injuries, we should hopefully at least if touch wood if we take uh, if he if he stays fit himself, he will play the rest of the season. I think that'll be perfect for him because that's what he needs. He's gonna, he's gonna be rusty. He's gonna make your mistake, but I think there's a, a real good player there. And I think, uh, I think it's rather, I think sorry, I think it's rather telling that out of the rumours, the rumoured list players that Arteta wants out, he hasn't cropped up once. No. But the likes of Mustafi, Socrates, and Luis at one point did, but obviously we know what's happened there. So. Yeah, I know. Well, I, 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 I'm sorry for repeating myself, but I mean, I think he's, he's of the right. Look at his support. Sorry. Go. I was going to say, look at his uh, performance in just three years ago in the cup final. Mm. That just shows you how good he is, and uh, he will get back to that level, if not better. Uh, I need to know. Just needs the games. Sorry, Chappie, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, I think he's a, he is still a good fit for the team, um, and he, yeah, um, more more kind of importantly, it fits the fits the profile of. of Kind of what Arteta wants to rebuild, really, in, in a sense that you know he's mm. you know fairly experienced, but also not sort of knocking on like quite a lot of the centre backs that we still kind of need to the glut of centre backs that we need to do something with, you know. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've generally been a, a, a big fan of Rob Holding, you know, especially when you say Rob Holding, we think of that cup final, and then he was our main centre back, ball playing centre back until he got injured at Manchester United, if you remember, right? So, hmm. you know, and I was always thinking that he has some 
exceptional talent to be there and to play for Arsenal. But, uh, you know, the fact that he's had so many injuries and then it's an ACL injury and he wasn't the fastest guy on the pitch anyway. And that ACL can really kill you. And so, I, in previous podcasts, before I saw him play a couple of games now, I was of the opinion that he needs to be given one more season. But now, when I saw the two games where he looked really slow, off the pace right now, I felt that we have to give him till the end of the season, play him till the end of the season, it's an audition. But uh, if it seems like he hasn't got the pace or you know, the awareness, etc., then I think 12 million is a good offer for Rob Holding. It's a, it's a tough one. I know. It's a tough one. If this is an audition for Rob Holding, I, I think we should get the part. Because in the last game, I think he, he made something like, he, he completed something like, from 96 passes that he made, he completed 94 of them. Hmm. Hmm. I, I think he had a good game. Well, he made that one mistake. Uh, as a centre-back as well, I don't think that speaks sometimes. If you've got somebody good next to you, you can work it where you know you don't have to be so mobile. I mean, look at Paul Mertesacker. You know, Paul yeah. Mertesacker, you know, he, he was slower than EA Sports uh, servers, right? Turning stuff from the transit van. But the guy, you know, but the guy had a really good football brain and he knew where to be at the right time. And um, I think maybe Rob Holden might have a little bit of that about him. Hopefully, he'll have a little yeah. bit of that about him. He gets a good yeah. run. You know, uh, Gene the Glenn, thanks for uh, watching and thanks for all your comments, Gene the Glenn. He's put uh, that you can't see him partnering Saliba. Now, I was, I think the opposite, Glenn. I think he'd be a great partner for Saliba. And any kind of um, issue with regarding Rob Holding's pace, which I don't think he's the slowest player in the world anyway, but mm. he's not the, the quickest, he's not the slowest. I think he's a decent, uh, got a decent pace, but obviously not going to have it in the last couple of games because again you know he ain't played for, for god knows how long but gonna get his match fitness back up same as a lot of players but i think he'd be a good partner for saliba and saliba is very quick so if we have got to be sorry i was just asking are they are they both left-footed holding and saliba or um, no i don't think marley's left-footed i think no i don't think they they are. Are. no i think rob holding's right yeah. Tom, that's right why and, and yeah, because right yeah, because um, was he? Okay. when we when we went after Mali, the whole point was because Arteta wanted a left-footed centre back. Because yeah, yeah. we don't have any apparently. I would say as well. If you've been watching William Saliba play before he was ever linked with Arsenal, how would you know? Because after the uh, announcement was, was made, he's been injured for the best part of the season that he went back on loan for. Mm. And yeah, I've got no, to say, absolutely. he's coming to us with a great reputation. But I never used to watch St. Etienne and play football week in and week out. So I've got no idea who can partner him, what side of the events he should play on. You know, I'm going to just sit back and watch how the manager does it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, to say I can't see him partnering Saliba, I don't see how you can make that judgment unless you know about no. William Saliba. Mm-hmm. And I don't. No. Well, also, there's no, there's also, there's no real guarantee who's going to be a partnership. The couple that we know that a lot want to get rid of. Um, but I think we've, if we've got Rob Holding, we've got Saliba, we've got Mari. Now, I do like Mari, and I, I, like I said, I, we haven't seen much of him at all. But I, and I said this before, but Tim Vickery, who I, I love mm. as a pundit and as a writer and journalist, he, he's got nothing but good things to say about uh, Pablo Mari having seen him play a lot, um, uh, which, and I accept his uh, judgment on that. So I think he's, uh, he's going to be a good player for us. And we should hopefully, just hopefully, touch wood if we can just get these bloody uh, players properly fit and just get a bit more luck with the injuries. Um, we should go have, have a decent set of uh, central defenders next season. That's looking a bit stronger, at least. So, yeah, I just hope that he comes good uh, because... I do like him. I do see a cultured player there, and I really want. I'm really rooting for him because I do like Rob Holding. I like. You know when he, sc- he scored against um, Forest, was it in the cup earlier? Cup of season, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in, in his response, in his face, and he's just so delighted. Yeah. Back. I love that. Absolutely loved it. He's got. You know, he, some players just get Arsenal. 
Mm. You know, and, the, and I, I feel like that with um, Sabios. I hope we can loan him again next season because I, I think some players just get it and feel it. Some players don't, and I just think that's an important thing when you're trying to build up the right mentality within the club. Um, I know we, uh, I don't want to buy Sabios, but I'd just like to see him for a full season on loan again. But uh, anyway, depends who else we can bring in. Stan, what is your, what's your, we have to move on a bit. What's your next uh, box number, Stan? I'll go for 14, please. Right. That's it. See, this is a good one as well. This is inside box number 14. We have Ainsley, Maitland, Niles. Deal. The, <laughs> the offer. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't care what the offer is. I just want a deal, please. <laughs> I don't need to hear anybody tell me about him. I don't need to know what the, the number is. No, that's great. No, talk, talk us through it. Talk us through it, Stan. I love the uh, I love having these opinions and debates. It's great. Well, what can I start with him? Um, he can't defend, so I really don't understand why everybody is raving at Andrew Maitland-Niles uh, playing at, uh, at right back. I'm not sure where he plays in midfield. I think he's um, um, he has he, to me his language. It's not the kind of body language, the way that he carries himself. It doesn't resonate with me as a personality. There may be others out there that, that they're fine with that. They like what they see from him. I can never see a day where Andy Maitland-Niles is going to be, for example, a, a Ray Parler in our squad, where that's a name that he may not be the first name on the team sheet, but he might be the fifth, you know, or the sixth. I don't even see him moving into that, into that area. Also as well, I mean, this young lad has spent his time coming up through the ranks of Arsenal. I'm sure everybody on this panel would love to have that opportunity, whether you can play football or not. He then gets an opportunity to come into the first squad, and he's playing in a position that's not his favourite position. We get that. But his attitude and his response to that was in a high contrast to the other young man who was taking his chance on the left wing, Saka. Mm. I'm sure Saka probably didn't really want to play at left back, but... You know, if you're going to be able to work your way into a, into the Arsenal squad, there's only room for 11. And if you're being able to, to get into that squad, albeit in the wrong position, I'd be taking that with both hands. Put me in goal if you want. I'll, I'll go in goal. I know I'm a striker, but if you need me there, boss, that's where I'm going to go. And, you know, any opportunity, he just seemed to be whining, moaning about it. Even when he was deployed in that position, his body language looks like someone that didn't really want to be doing that job. So, for me, that's not the kind of attitude that I want from a young man. It's, it, it's, it's, it's in a high contrast to Saka. I thought Saka was exemplary in taking his chance. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, no. Deal, please. Well, Tony Turner just put a message on saying, Stan, the offer was going to be COVID-19 and two thumbs up your ass. So, you accepted it. So, there you go. Take your medicine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, do you know what? It's, I, uh, I I'd have to agree. But in all seriousness, the, I was going to say ten million quid, and I would I would I would take that definitely as well. And I, I hate saying that because again, you know, I love nothing more than players coming up through the ranks. But his attitude to me has stunk on occasion. Mm. And the way you know he came onto the pitch, he had a necklace on. He went out to warm up with his some trainers on. But he just. I don't know, he just thinks he's, he's what he gets, I, I don't know. He thinks he's made it already. comes across as, as someone that's made it big time already, like, and, and that really annoys me, you know. Um, yeah, it's right. And actually, if you're not able to shape his mentality, I mean, Arsenal have had hold of him since he was a young kid, he's now a young man, and if they've not been able to, in that time, shape his mentality, then they probably never will, right? No, it's not like he's I, someone that we brought in we don't know him, we don't know what his personality is like at the last club. We've had this kid with us now since he's been a small boy. And there doesn't seem to be any maturity in, 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 in his attitude. Uh, he can't really be counted as one of these youngsters that are just coming through, even though he's, like, exactly. he's, he's 22, no. 23. He's he not came, he came through under Wenger, so yeah. Wenger's been gone back for What's the bigger testament to his his success or, or lack thereof is the fact that he's made a hundred appearances for Arsenal, over a yeah. hundred appearances, but we still think of him as a youngster. Yes. Yeah, exactly. right? yeah. A person who's made hundred appearances should not be a youngster anymore. That person no. is a seasoned player. 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In an ideal world, I think in a normal, if you, if COVID hadn't happened, etc., I'll be hoping for you know a lot higher figure. Obviously, I think you know we've got thirty five for. We're very lucky to get thirty five for. Um, what's his name? Whoever What's his name? Don't know his name. The other UK. Yeah, Obi. Thank you. Twenty-five plus add-ons, yeah. So I mean, I'd be, yeah. I'd be looking for a, in an ideal world about twenty twenty-five for a, a promising twenty, you know, twenty-two-year-old English player. Um, but I'd still take the ten if I'm honest in now because we we are in more of a need. And in, in the current situation, you know, just I don't want to spend too long on it, but you know, um, the, the way that um, Arteta's playing Bellerin at the moment, in that sort of more of an inside. They're calling it inverted. This is the word I'm inverted. Inverted. Yeah, inverted. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. That's yeah, exactly. I think Bellerin is less suited to that than Maitland Niles. And if, if it's between now and the end of the season, I'll actually play Maitland Niles in that role ahead of Bellerin. Because I think he's more suited to that. However, I'm not saying that I'd, I'd want to keep him there because I'd, we can get much more of an upgrade. If the idea with an inverted fullback is, is is to create a midfield overload, right? And and uh, Maitland Niles wanted to play in midfield. Of course, he's not good enough to play in the Arsenal no. midfield. And if he's not good enough right now, he no, can't no, be good exactly. enough in the future. We, we can't hmm. replace any either of them at the moment, obviously, until the season's no. ended. But I think I don't think Bellerin suited to that role at all. Anyway, I don't want to go too much off track, but I think Maitland Niles could do a better job. For Arteta doing that, but anyway, that might be just me. But let's move on to you now, Rowan, for the next choice. So, which is your box number? Oh, you're on. I was on mute. Box number 13, please. 13. Oh, this is good one. Um, Inside box number 13 is. Bukayo Saka. Oh man, no deal. No deal. The offer. I'm going to give you the offer anyway, Rob. I'm going to give you the offer. The offer for Bukayo Saka is £75 million pounds today. Just give you the easy one, Rob. I'm not going to tell my soul to the devil. I am sick to death of Arsenal selling players and selling good players and Martinelli, Saka are the shining lights of, of this team right now. Mm. I think that, you know, I'd be disappointed if Saka ends up as our left back because I think he that means that he has failed as a as a left winger. I want to see him up there. I want to keep Martinelli and Saka both and give them about 25-30 games each next season because we play 55-60 games. Both of them get a chance on the left wing and then we move on from there with Oba uh, in, in, uh, as the striker. I think that would be great and that's what I would like to do. You know, I don't think selling him for profit right now is oh, just. Hang on, Robert. The bank is ringing. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hmm. He's not happy. No, I, I, I didn't think they were probably. I didn't think they were going to take that either. No. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. No, I know he hasn't made that many appearances yet, but very promising. Yeah. Okay, well, put it to them. Thank you. <laughs> right, Rowan, the banker, has upped the offer to £95 million. Don't you dare, Rohan. Deal or no deal? I will not sell my soul. I won't do it, man. Like, this is, this is social media suicide. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely want to keep him, and 95 million is a lot. And maybe, like, people do have a point that we could take that and solidify many positions. 
but uh, I am really excited about Saka and Martinelli, genuinely, and I feel that they can be our mainstays in the uh, in the team for the next five, seven, eight, ten years, right? And you don't want to give that up for for some money. And if they're gonna give 95 million now, and he's good, he's gonna get that money next year anyway. We sh- this is this isn't we shouldn't look at it as money that we have. This is just an artificial number that the market has created. So we don't lose out anything by not selling a player. We've got this player. Try to keep him. Don't sell. Him. I think uh, what the house uh, with Saka is that even if you take 94 million, our recruitment is so bad right now, we probably spend along like 67 you know Perfect. Yeah, perfect answer, and uh, uh, I think exactly the same. What would they do with the 95 million quid? That, that's the issue. Yeah. That is the issue. Buy, buy, buy three shakas. Got a couple of Mustafis, probably. Oh! There's no need for that, Stan. Tony Turner Turner is just 95 million with 12 months left. Don't forget he can leave for free in 12 months and sign a deal with the club next January. Do you know what, Tony? We've got to assume at the moment that even they cannot be that fucking stupid. You know, to not sign up. But if they do, I swear to God, I swear to God, you know. Uh, get those lit torches ready, and we'll all fucking go down there. And, and yeah, you, you say that, but literally, we've just given a, given a player who's not played a single minute yet, not even a second, a, f- a four-year deal. I know. So anything can happen in this club. Anything. I, 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 I just pick cannot you. believe that they, they haven't spoken. If to I can just pick you back off the back of that, I mean, we saw the announcement for those deals yesterday, and it's surprising to me that after having three months out, where you've got a lot of time to talk to people. That we've not been able to convince a player that's already at the club, that's come up through the club, that his future lies here. We've got the other deals over the line. These are people, some of them, never been in the Don't forget, those other deals, they're the ones that they had to be done by yesterday because yeah, they were... Uh, yeah, the deadline, yeah. Exactly. Well, what are they hanging about for? I mean, we've had three months of no football. This is how yeah. much you want to pay you. This is, this is going to be your new shirt number. These are our plans for you. We don't, know, we, we, we don't know, playing devil's advocate, and I, I, I'm really struggling doing this because you know what I think about Raul and everyone, but playing devil's advocate, we don't know what he hasn't been. And you know what his, his uh, agent, it's the same age, it's a real troublemaking agent, it's, I can't remember his name again, even the same as Jaden Sancho's agent. Is Sorry? Oh, I thought he was on about the um, Tevez. It's, it could be Muriola, actually. Is it, is yeah. Jack, I, know, I can definitely remember. I think it's Nino Riola. Yeah, I think the main agent that I would like to work with is uh, the one that deals with Carlos Tevez from West Ham days and all that. Kia. 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 I don't think it's Kia. You might be right, Jack. I think he's one. I think he's one of the one of the agents that he likes to work with. Hence why we've got David Luiz still. But these, uh, I just. Why don't they just piss off out of football? They don't. They're not needed. You know, it's absolutely. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? You know, uh, mm, I, I can't remember who it was. I listened to a podcast. Ian said, "Why can't you just pick up the phone and call the? Just say, do you want to come? You know, you speak to mm. me. Like with the David Luiz deal, um, just pick up the phone to Chelsea. Say, look, do you want eight million for David Luiz? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Pay eight million quid. Why do you need someone? You know, it's just." And pay the same again just to negotiate mm. with someone you don't really even want to talk to in the first place. I don't understand it anyway. But um, I think that at the moment, I just cannot even be- bring myself to think that they're not even working on that and, and getting that sorted. Because that would be the most. Uh, do you know what? After he sold, I've, t- I've told this story before, but after he sold Van Persie, I didn't watch Arsenal and I, I didn't even look out the scores or anything for nearly two. Between two and three seasons, I was that upset with the club after mm. selling Van Persie to United, and I would be even worse. I don't even think I could bring myself to come back to the club at all if we sold our crown jewel. We didn't. If we let like kids slip through our fingers and go to one of our rivals, it would just be ridiculous. And I don't think I could forgive them until they've left mm. the club. Well, if, if talk about them moving the club, if they want them to get him to commit, then I think you know heads need to roll somewhere in the background. Definitely, there has to be a consequence for that. Definitely, yeah. I, I'm really positive about a, a loads of things about Arsenal at the moment. Despite these last two results, 
I think we've got the right manager in place. We've got really good nucleus of the squad to build around. We've got a lot of weaknesses, but not quite as many weaknesses as I think people are going on about all the time on Twitter. I think mm. we could get by with like three really good quality players, and I think the rest of the, the squad is. I'm not saying it's good enough to challenge for the title, but I think we can make some good strides, ready to start building up over the next couple of years. But the big worry I've got is that. Fucking Danny DeVito looking like that is running our club mm. and building these relationships yeah. with these with super leeches, agents, yeah. leeches who shouldn't be well, even in the game in the first place. Uh, Tony's just popped up in a comment saying it's Elite Project Group that's his agent. Yeah, who's the guy then? Who's the guy? Oh, it comes to me in a minute, but yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, sure might, I'm sure Chappies might be right, you know, Rayola, Nino Rayola. Anyway. He rings a bell. But they are no, notorious for being a real pain in the arse to deal with. I've, I've heard mm. on, on a lot of podcasts. Yeah, well, so they're probably saying, "Look, just don't just ride the bide your time, and, and um, they'll just get." Can anyone catch them? Do you think? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah, unbelievable. We didn't expect that. Awesome fingers, freedom on army. Awesome